everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Mr. Smith's Dungeon. Yeah, yo! <laughs> I've got my little bitch, John, here next to me. What's up, yo? How you doing, John? I'm here. Oh, so good. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, little wanker? <laughs> Wanking and stanking. There you go. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, Master John, Lord Bell, John Hatcake. Yay, me. Woo. Did it. Soul Train. <laughs> hey, Mia. Yeah. Want to make a podcast? I sure do. All right, let's <laughs> do it. Okay. What are we talking about today? Well, for starters, we're going to read an email from one of our faithful, loyal listeners. You ready? Let's do it. Hello, Mistress Mia and Master John. Sorry for the late reply. I didn't want to bother you again until I had an update to give on the roleplay scene. <gasps> yes. The cue cow. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. We never got him the butt plug. I know. Fuck. It's a $50 butt plug. It's okay. We need somebody to, to We need donate. somebody to sponsor a podcast so <laughs> we, we can do. send him a butt plug and take pictures we and send do. it back out to the public. John and I are broke ass hoes. We don't make any money on the podcast. We do this for free. <laughs> okay. We do, so, it's, a, it's a passion project. It is a passion project. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time to read my email and read it on your podcast. That caught me off guard while I was listening and at work. I hope he snorted and, and shit flew out of his nose. Right? <laughs> and I'm sure I was just bright red all throughout. Although I don't know if I agree with Master John saying, something needs to go in that butt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. Per the last email. Yes. He didn't have a choice. He's being kidnapped. Yes. And she's going to do whatever she wants. Yes. So she needs to find the butt plug. Yes. And he needs to shut the fuck up. Exactly. It sounds like he needs a gag. <sighs> well, it would have to be like We are a not going to be friends by the time no. he gets that set of emails. He's not going to like me. It, it needs like a moo cow, moo cow gag. Wouldn't that be cute? <laughs> With like a cute like little, a little cow nose. Cow nose, yeah. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> You're so cute. All right. Maybe he can stick his tongue out and lick his own nose like cows do. Stick it up the nostril. Yes. So, he proceeds with his email. Speaking of, my partner wanted to say thank you for the suggested cow tail on Amazon. As soon as she heard you say that, she went straight online to look, but sadly, they don't deliver to the UK. Oh, Oh, they're in the UK? Yeah. Oh, they should be able to get some kinky stuff over there. I know. We've got a friend that knows where to get kinky stuff. Sure enough do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And still no luck on her own search. She can find every other kind of tail except for cow tails for some reason. But I'm not complaining. Well, you know, they can send it here. And then we, we can, can send mail it. it. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. See? So, as for the update on the role play, I didn't mention in my last email that we are a Switch couple, and I had my own plans to spring on her this week, too. While I struck first, so at the very minute, she's in too much of a submissive mood right now to do the scene. But I'm sure when she snaps out of it, I'm in trouble, so I'm sure to give you an update as soon as possible. Again, thank you for the great podcast and taking the time to read my email. I hope you have an awesome day, DJ. Okay. Yes. So he didn't tell us what they did. Correct. All he it, said was, I got a little scared that she was going to fuck me up, so yeah. I fucked her up first. Yes. He struck <laughs> first. Pussy. He got scared. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> we 
need to get her email and yes. hear her side of the story. Yes. That's what we need. Okay, so tell him, have her write to us. We want to hear it from her side. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, John, tonight we're going to read, Are You a Masochist? Yeah. Here's how to tell and what to do about it. What to do about it? Yes. And so- fucking enjoy it. <laughs> So this is more about emotional masochism. Right. How to tell yes. if you are actually a masochist. Yes. Yesterday we talked or about... Orgism. Right. <laughs> a sexual masochist where yes. you find sexual pleasure from... Yes. So today we're going to delve into what a masochist actually is. Yes. And if you are one. Yes. All right. Do you find yourself being incredibly hard on yourself? Do you secretly want revenge on people who have slighted you? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh my God, I'm a masochist already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell John. But you hold on to resentment instead of doing anything about it. Yeah, been there. Mm-hmm. Or do you work relentlessly to the point of exhaustion? Yep. Mm-hmm. These behaviors are typical masochistic traits within the personality. By masochistic, we're not talking about sexual masochism. Well, that's what are not we good. About? Um, we're talking about self-defeating behaviors that a masochist endures are often done by the self to the self. Masochists inflict pain and humiliation on themselves. Well, even though it doesn't say sexual, it's but still... But we're going we're to get it, into the yes, sexual component. Yes, because it still correlates back to this as right. a person. Because this is, you know... <laughs> This is more of a submissive person in a sense. A submissive person. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's like we specifically asked someone in one of our interviews. We said, do you find that joining the military or being in a military uh, setting as an employee, do you think that would make you more um, that type of personality to be submissive? Yeah. She completely disagreed with us. Okay. Well, here... It says, understanding the origins of masochistic personality structure. The masochistic personality structure is also called the self-defeating personality. Yes. The roots of this personality structure come from a battle of will between the developing child and over-controlling parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't I mention about being controlled? And in the military boot camp, that's pretty much what's happening. Yes. You leave your parents, and now you come into this new organization where your drill instructor is your parent. Yes. And they're very over-controlling, and they break yes. your will. And that's their job, is to break your will. Very much I so. talked to a professor one time in, in school who, he had gone to boot camp, he had passed, and he was waiting on his top secret clearance to move on to the next. So he had to wait there, and he watched the next group of people come through. So he got to watch boot camp from a different perspective oh okay and he would watch the instructors just scream at these kids Mm -hmm. until they were bawling in tears and the instructor would turn around so that the so that the recruits couldn't see him and laugh yeah yeah and he would ask he walked up to one of them and asked why they did that he said because we have to separate ourselves from this he said their job is to break them down to the point of suicide and catch them before they do. And sometimes they don't catch them. Sometimes, sometimes they don't catch them at they, all. They do kill themselves. But their job is to break them down so that they can build them up. And to me, that's that was what that question was about. They're breaking you down. They're breaking your will. And they're making you what they want you to be. Which to me is a dom-sub relationship. That's right. 
Parents seek to retain control at all costs to require obedience and compliance at all times. There is no room for the child to express his own opinions and needs. Love is conditional on being good. Taken to extremes, parents may abuse, chastise, and humiliate the child, threatening to abandon or punish if the child does not toe the line. And we see that a lot in our BDSM play with people. That's what they want. Yes. Because that's <laughs> what they experienced. So it's almost like connecting to their parents. Um, we talked about how that's the reason people want it, but sometimes we don't really talk about how therapeutic it can be to go back to that moment and overcome that moment and to learn how to cope with that moment that we weren't able to cope with when we were a child, three or four or five years old. Um, growing up like this can have a profound impact. Children can hold on to their hearts, wishing to give back at their parents, but lacking the power to do so. Any attempts at revenge are done furative or passively, passive-aggressively. The intrusion or critical behavior of parents can become the internal voice of a bullying inner critic. Masochists as adults also become incredibly compliant, losing touch with their creativity and choosing jobs that are demanding but dull. All right. Interesting, hmm? Sounds like a lot of people. <laughs> Very much so. Sounds like our whole society. <laughs> okay, so what are some of the personality traits of masochists? Well, let's see. You already said this, where you work to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. Just to meet your targets. This is abusive to yourself. You always push the limits. You feel humiliated inside. You're the same as everyone else. Remember that. But you take extra steps never to show others how you really feel. So you feel unloved in the world. You always had to work that extra bit harder to be accepted by those around you. Your inner critic attacks everything you do, pushing you to do further extremes to prove your worth. Your body may be solid, symbolizing your defenses to the abuse or the intrusiveness you experienced in childhood. You find it impossible to say no or to assert yourself. You instead try to please, but you're shaking with resentment inside. You complain a lot about your life, but never do anything about it, even refusing attempts to help yourself. You may be attracted to abusive relationships where you continue to be humiliated and shamed, enduring this pain and not showing that it hurts is the masochist way of maintaining some sense of pride in the self. You feel trapped in endless cycles of self-defeat. It's impossible to enjoy pleasure without guilt or shame accompanying it. You feel hopeless without the future. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah, this is getting deep. Yeah, it really is. So. And I know you and I. And a lot. I think everyone has. You some, cut me off, John. Some aspect. You cut me off, John. Are I you can't humiliating me? <laughs> let me let me take some pride in myself and stand up for myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so you were gonna say? Sure. What was this called? Um, it's impossible to assert myself. <laughs> Pussy! I'm asserting myself, <laughs> damn it! Leave me alone. I'm going to cry. <laughs> so, so we've seen stuff like this, and I've seen it often with people that abuse drugs. So I recently had a conversation to my niece and to my very good friend, and they both have the same type of personality, and they both are big masochists, both emotional and they enjoy physical 
um, masochism. And they've both resorted, resorted to drug use in their, in their life, you know, for long periods of time, years. And so they've endured, you know, still torturing themselves, not being able to speak their mind, not being able to stand up for themselves. And I said to them, hey, listen, in the past, you've always resorted to drugs because you never could stand up for yourself and be proud and who you truly are to love yourself. And in that circumstance, you know, they are now clean and sober and they're just now getting to the point where they can, they do it in little steps. So it is like a cognitive behavior thing. You have to train yourself to do that. Right. And I think we've talked about this so many times. BDSM is a way to, it can be very therapeutic. Very much so. It's a way to get the relief you need without the drugs. Because we learn how to release those chemicals. But not only do we learn to release those chemicals, becoming submissive for a lot of people is a power of strength for them. I can endure this. I can take this pain. You know, some people need the discipline. We see self-flatulation, self-flogging. I said flatulation. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Flagellation. Yes. (laughs) I'm not going to correct you, John. Love yourself, John. Listen, fart on yourself all you want. It's okay. (laughs) But they'll whip themselves until they're bloody. Yes. To to feel like they paid penance for whatever they've done. Yes. Yeah. So we bring people to the dungeon and we, we torture them and we do these things and we've had people cry and and they'll, we'll interview them afterward and it's a release. Yes. They've released whatever it was, whatever moment that we took them back to, they were able to release it. They were able to deal with it. They were able to let go of it in a healthy way. And then we continue to do that with other things and people, a lot of times, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of my friends, that they'll start out submissive, be very masochistic, and as they grow and they release those things, they move away from that masochistic part of themselves and then they become more dominant. And now we have several friends who want to be dominant. They've been submissive, they've gone through that part, and now they want to be dominant. And I've talked to a few of them. And the reason they want to be dominant is because they want to help people do the same thing. So it can be, the, the dungeon can be very healthy for people. It's not so much, I know in the last episode we talked about, am I normal? Well, yeah, you are normal. Are there issues going on? Maybe. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're not normal. Yeah. But to find a way to, to grow in a healthy way... Because, like you said, a lot of people will use drugs. So we find a new way, a different way. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know, you know, we're always, we're always jovial and we always try to be silly about a lot of things. But, you know, it's important to touch on a lot of these topics. And so it's important here how to help yourself if you have masochistic masochistic personality traits. You know, I keep thinking jism, you know. (laughs) Masochism. Um, So it's important. I always tell people, you know, when you have reached that wall and again, you're, you're torturing yourself mentally, emotionally, 
or you're having so many problems where you can't verbalize your feelings. <laughs> like now? Yes. I'm not verbalizing my feelings. Am I, John? You can't verbalize anything right now. Well, okay. Oh, look at me. Look at you. Being mean. Wow. You're not a masochist. It's, you don't want me to be mean to you. It's interesting because I do know where you sleep, so I might have to torture you in your sleep. You know, just saying. I might have to sleep somewhere else. Bitch, <laughs> you couldn't hear me. If you were sleeping, you would not wake up. Like, I could go in there and put something in your mouth and you wouldn't know it. Like, right, because I sleep with my mouth open. Exactly. Put a cockroach in there. I gotta find one first. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Some type of bug. I'm not masochistic. You can't do that to me. You fucking sadist. That's what we need to talk about next time. Grinch up that bug in your sleep. Being fucking sadist. <laughs> anyway. Okay. But find a therapist. People have a lot of resistance in going to therapy, but therapy is cathartic. You know what's better than you know we sitting with are someone? Therapist. <laughs> We do God's work here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know we do. We help people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We spit wine on them and make it lick them off the floor. It makes them feel good about themselves. That's right. Therapy can help you understand the patterns from your past that may be self-defeating and destructive. Through that awareness of your past, you can bring yourself and make a conscious choice in your present by becoming aware of your triggers. You know, I get tired of that word because I think people abuse that word, triggers. But it's more of, it, you see it more with people that we associate with. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say about the people we associate with? <laughs> because we're into BDSM and a lot of people have those types of issues. <laughs> <laughs> now yes. you're making it sound like... All of it's our just, friends need therapy. <laughs> no, 99% of the world needs therapy. <laughs> just need to know which kind. We, and all the kind of people that I hang out with are BDSM people. Right. <laughs> I that's, don't hang out with regular people. That's why people. we give them therapy. We we chain them up and give them therapy. You know what's really like, funny? Like, deal with it. Boom! You know what? You know what? <laughs> It's funny when I actually have to associate with vanilla people in the real world, because then I have to watch everything I say. You know how hard that is? It is so hard. Go out to dinner, and there's kids sitting next to me, and I have to be like, <laughs> I just said that. Yeah. And I have to just shut up. Yeah. And not say anything. No. You know what? It's not me with the kids. It's the adult things that, you know, I'm with other adults who are not in the lifestyle, and then I say stupid shit. And I'm like, oh shit! I just said a sexual thing that I should not have fucking said That's to these what I'm saying. fucking I say sexual motherfuckers. Things, and there's kids sitting behind me, <laughs> <laughs> and I know they heard me. And I'm just like, I'm gonna. Get the I don't. Fuck out. Yeah, I don't go to places with kids. It's, it's a restaurant. <laughs> When it's I a family to, restaurant that I shouldn't I, be talking about those when things. When I go to a restaurant, I specifically say, and don't sit me by fucking kids. I don't have kids. Don't sit me by fucking kids. I've been to a restaurant with you. When I have said that. And we sat next to some kids and people, I was being good. Yeah. But our friends. <laughs> are never good. Our friends forgot there were kids behind yes. them. Yes. 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 Holy shit. Yeah, and Bella just joined us, so Bella so can verify about this. She's the one we're talking about. Oh, my yes, gosh. I need therapy. <laughs> I was talking about you saying inappropriate things in front of people. Oh, yes, I say inappropriate things in front of people, too. <laughs> 
Okay, so the next thing is tackle your inner critic. What does it want? When does it get triggered? Whose voice is it? Understanding your inner critic can be the first step to managing it and stopping it, ruining your life. And it's true. It's true. You know, I I love someone very dearly and he struggles, you know, very much with his past and how he was treated growing up. And I have learned that his triggers would be me raising my voice because he was with someone raising him that was always screaming at him. And, you know, people fuck up children. Yeah. All the time. So, ultimately, yeah, it's important that you hear your inner self and say to yourself, who the fuck did I hear this from as a kid? Right. Yeah. You have to start being self-aware. Absolutely. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Why am I... What, what triggered this? Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes time. Yeah. And if you're a horrible fucking human being who was mean to a child... You need to rot in hell and suffer a horrible fucking death. I will be happy to assist you in any way that I can possible. Right. Because I know some deep woods. We, we've tortured adults oh, all the absolutely. time for fun. Absolutely. We, we would torture somebody that actually deserves it. Absolutely. With great pleasure. And complete, <laughs> complete pleasure. Now you just sound like a serial killer. <laughs> I have no problem with that. One of my very good friends, you know, she was abused one time by a horrible man. And I told her, I said, listen, I live in the South. I know where to put the body. They do not have to worry. I will take care of this. (laughs) I know how to properly line a truck. (laughs) It will be fine. (laughs) I always carry shovels with me. So... (laughs) We're good. (laughs) Okay. All right. John, grieve your past. Grieve my past. Yes. And take responsibility. Listen, and that's something that I've had to do. Yes, you have. The listeners of this podcast have seen some of that. They've seen some evolution. Yes. Where, you know, I did the episode, talked about my past. Yes. And I really never felt the need to talk about it anymore after that. Yeah. It was... It was a release. Yes. So, yeah, grieve your past. Your past makes you who you are. Absolutely. It's not who you are. Absolutely. You know, you have to learn how to let go. Yes. We all have a past. We all have things that happened. It, for me, the journey was I'm reacting to certain situations in certain ways. I'm trying to learn the triggers, but I needed to learn what the triggers were. And why did I react that way to those certain triggers? So I had to go back and I had to put myself in a state where I could remember what happened to me. And once I was able to do that, I was able to let go. And I think that's what BDSM does for a lot of people. People that like to be humiliated, they like that because that's what happened to them. People that like to be physically dominated in physical massacres, it's because that's what happened to them. And when they get into that space, they get into a headspace and they're able to regress back to that moment and they're able to deal with it. So it's, a, for me, the path I chose wasn't a very healthy path. It got me to where I wanted to be, where I needed to be, and it got me to where I was able to process those things that I had blocked out of my mind. But 
a lot of people use BDSM to do the same thing. And I, I honestly feel like we are very therapeutic to people. And that we're, once we can take them on that journey and give them that release and help them through that portion, that it is very helpful for them. So to me, being a masochist is not a bad thing. It's just a way of coping. growing, yes. coping and growing yes. and becoming a better you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love you, John. Thanks. Love you. You're the best. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for letting me get all psychological. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all your gizms and chisms. Okay. I'm chism tonight. Yes. So have all we right. bored the audience enough? I think we have. Boredom. Yes. That's a good way to be mean to somebody. Just bore them to death. Absolutely. You know what I did one time? You have to be a masochist to listen to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> you do. And have you ever heard that song, Tie a Yellow Ribbon Around That Old Oak Tree yeah. from the 70s? Please don't. I tortured the fuck out of someone. <laughs> I tied him up. I gagged him with a big old dildo in his mouth, taped it over his face, and I played that song over and over again. For fucking three hours. Tortured the fuck out of him. He wanted to die, didn't he? He did. And then I went in and I did some waterboarding on him. Beat his ass and sent him home with the tampon in his pussy hole. So that was a great night. <laughs> yes. Well then. Yes, John. Till next time. <laughs> make, make all of your bloody tampon in your pussy hole fantasies become realities. Yeah.